Well, I have a word for us entitled Dealing with Altars. Um, 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 this is the third or the third um, part. Um, and Dealing with Altars. And the subtitle is Altars Operating Through Religion. Altars Operating Through Religion. Um, so we need to um, be able to determine uh, our foundation in God. Our foundation in God. Are we building our, our work with God on the right foundation? And our work with God is like building a house. If you build it on the wrong foundation, when the storm comes, the house will collapse. Mm -hmm. And so uh, this teaching that I'm doing or these messages is to help us build a strong foundation to withstand the test of time. Hallelujah. Amen. And also, um, we know if we are just religious or uh, we have a relationship with God through Christ. And this dealing with all test message is trying to point out things that is preventing us from uh, de developing a relationship, strong spiritual relationship with God, how we identify with those things and move it out of the way so that we will uh, get closer to God the more through his power and his grace. And also, um, there's an African saying that if you are pulling a rope from above mm -hmm. and you realize that the rope is not coming down, mm -hmm. In the, in the consistency as you want it to come down, you should check up there. Maybe there's something holding uh, the rope at the top. Why mm -hmm. am I saying that? I'm, 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 I'm using our, our Christian work with the Lord mm -hmm. as an example that if things are not going well, we should look into, uh, into it because there might be something that is blocking us from experiencing the glory, the power. Yeah. And the anointing of God in our lives. So if you are pulling a rope from up above and the rope is, is stuck and it's not coming, you should look up there carefully, critically, <laughs> or maybe you should climb the tree and check what is holding that rope from coming down. And that's in regards to our blessings as we get close to God. So this teach, this message, that's what it's for. Now, altars operating through religion we have a religious spirit. A religious, I'm talking about a religious spirit. Let's look at our Apostle Paul described a sect of religious men in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1 to 5. And the verse 5 spoke about uh, their lifestyle looked like a form of godliness, mm. but denying the power thereof. Mm -hmm. so, so a religious lifestyle prevents the power of the Holy Spirit, the power of God, to move in our lives to bring the change, the transformation that we need so that our work will be, uh, will, will, uh, it will flow with God. Hallelujah. Things that are impacting our spiritual work with the Lord. First, Lady, could you read Second uh, uh, Timothy chapter 3, verse 1 to 5? Yes. But understanding this, that in the last days, dangerous times of great stress and trouble will come. Difficult days that will be hard to bear. For people will be lovers of self, 
narcissistic, self-focused, uh-huh. lovers of money, uh-huh. impelled by greed, uh-huh. boastful, uh-huh. arrogant, yes. re- revilers, yes. disobedient to parents, yes. ungrateful, unholy, and profane. Yes. And they will be unloving yes. and devoid of natural human affection, yes. callous and inhumane, yes. irre- irreconcilable, malicious gossips, Devoid of self-control, mm. intemperate, immoral, brutal, haters of good, traitors, reckless, conceited, lovers of sensual pleasure rather than lovers of God, mm. holding to a form of outward godliness, religion, although they have denied its power, for their conduct nullifies their claim of faith. Avoid such people and keep them far and keep far from them. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. So this was a warning that Apostle Paul was putting out. And look at the characteristics of uh of these people that Apostle Paul spelled out. They, which means they were religious people. They claimed to be religious. But Apostle Paul said they 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 look let's look at verse holding to a form of holding to outwardly they act like. God, godliness, which is a relig- they have a religious lifestyle. There's no power of God moving in their lives to bring a change. And that's the outcome of their, 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 their lifestyle that was, uh, was described in Second uh, Timothy chapter Second uh, um, Timothy 3, 1 to 4, before he came to fight. The, then that was also uh, 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 in comparison with the greatest challenge that Christ had when he came to, um, to this earth to perform his assignment. The greatest opposition that Christ faced was with the church leaders, was with the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the scribes, the high priests. These were the greatest opposition. Why? Because they were a form of godliness. They held on to the traditions of their fathers, of their, of, of their religion, which is the, the Judaism faith. And that is uh, by the five books that Moses wrote, which included the Ten Commandments. And these people have mixed up everything. The old, old religion was mixed with everything. That they interpreted scriptures to their own advantage. And they were using scriptures to do people. Anything that will be helpful to them, that is what they did. Mm-hmm. And so Christ came to deal with that and to bring the reinterpretation to how we should live by the word of God. And so Jesus looked at these people's lifestyle and said, due to your traditions, mm-hmm. you have made the word of God non-effect. Because their religious acts were something that they thought pleased God, but it did not please God. Mm. These acts, although traditions, were passed down from generations to generations. I want us to look at our, our churches today, our, our Christian work with the Lord today, that there are certain things that we hold on to, that we do. And if you become a new Christian, you follow right and fall right into it, also doing it. But over time, nobody have really compared these uh, things we do, which are very religious mm-hmm. acts, to the Word of God, if that's what the Word of God wants us to do or not. 
Nobody questions that. We accept the norm and from generations to generation. But beloved, tradition is the foundation upon which religion builds its faith belief system or faith system. Tradition is the foundation upon which religion build its belief system or faith system. And tradition here means holding on to the ways of doing things that have been passed down from generation to generation. And this could be in our own households and also in the church. There are religious activities that we indulge in but have no biblical uh, foundation, biblical meaning or explanation to it. We just follow suit and keep doing it, and also following suit. Religion is a medium through which the devil builds evil altars. Mm. Hallelujah. This is the point we are dealing with. Religion is a medium through which the devil builds evil altars because he works through religious spirits. So there is a religious spirit that operates through people that are religious they act like they act like they are holy they talk like they are holy mm. they behave like they are holy but in the actual sense they are not doing all the stuff that they are claiming or are doing hallelujah it is a medium through which the devil builds evil altars to kill steal and destroy why because a religious spirit prevents or blinds our spiritual eyes. It, it, it blocks our spiritual ears. We find it difficult to see and understand what the Spirit of God is trying to reveal to us spiritually. Mm. That be the ways of doing things, even though we might find ourselves in a place of uh, contradiction. But the Spirit of God knows very well how to interpret the word of God to match our lifestyle and, and walk in the Lord. So a religious spirit will cause our spiritual ears to be blocked from the operations of the Holy Ghost power. Beloved, we should learn how to measure our lifestyles with the word of God so we do not fall into the enemy's deception trap through religion. Let's look at Matthew chapter 12, verse 6 to 15. And this was a typical example of what Jesus Christ was battling with, with an encounter with the Pharisees. Could you go ahead? But I tell you that something greater than the temple is here. And if you had only known what this statement means, I desire compassion for those in distress and not animal sacrifice. Mm. You would not have condemned the innocent. For the Son of Man is the Lord of the Sabbath. Mm -hmm. Leaving there, he went into their synagogue. A man was there whose hand was withered. And they asked Jesus, Is it lawful and permissible to heal on the Sabbath? They asked this so they, may, they might accuse him mm -hmm. and bring charges into court. But he said to them, What man is there among you if he has only one sheep and it falls into a pit on the Sabbath, will not take hold of it and mm -hmm. lift it up? How much more valuable then is a man than a sheep? Mm -hmm. So it is lawful and permissible to do good on the Sabbath. Then he said to the man, reach out your hand. The man reached out 
and it was restored and normal and healthy as the other. But the Pharisees went out and conspired against him, mm. discussing how they could destroy him. Mm. Being aware of this, Jesus left there. Many followed him, and he healed all of them who were sick. Amen. Mm. So the, the, the argument here was that the Sabbath was a day that required that nobody work. And that was the commandment. But up to this point, the interpretation of the Sabbath was only to the advantage of the church leaders. Mm -hmm. So they fought and, and, and punished people that went against what they say. Now Christ was asking, if a Sabbath is the day meant for the law, then that means it's a day to do good. Yes. It's a day that we could show mercy and compassion. Yes, but because of their religious acts and religious spirit, they prevented anything good from being done to anybody. And that's why Christ was using this parable. But let's look at a typical example of traditions. As I bring these out, you could look around your house or your life and, and, and identify with some that you still hold on to which is against the where the commandment of God. Typical example, most cultures, maybe if I'm using um, the Ghanaian culture, African culture as an example, when your left palm start itching, is interpreted as, oh, you're going to be hearing good news or somebody's about to give you money. <laughs> and the second one is, if you are walking and you're, Right, uh, your your right leg hit a, an object, maybe your toe, your right toe on your right leg hits an object, maybe a stone. It means you are gonna be receiving bad news or some something bad is gonna be happening to you. Look at so, something like that that you your lifestyle is built around, which is again the way that got hard because. The first one with the itchy palm, meaning somebody is going to be bringing you money, is against the, the, the biblical principles that addresses finances. And also, your right toe hitting an object or, or a stone was against the, the biblical principle of hearing a good, a bad news or something bad is going to happen to you. And so this all... These two was void of the biblical principle that addresses grace and mercy, if we were going to use these two traditions. Mm -hmm. But the, Jesus came to preach about a kingdom. And most of the biblical principles that we are to live our life according to are to come from the kingdom principle. And that is what Jesus came to preach about. And Jesus, as he spoke about the kingdom of God, he said, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. Yeah. And what did that mean? That every kingdom is like a country that has a king governing that country. Mm -hmm. And we know that Jesus is described as what? The king of the kingdom of God, the king of kings and the Lord of lords. And when you look at Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, it says, For unto us a child is born, mm -hmm. 
unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. The government, meaning he, he is in charge of the government of God's country, which is the kingdom of God. And his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. And Matthew chapter 6, 33, Jesus said, Seek ye first what? The kingdom of God. Strive after the kingdom of God and its rightful way of doing things. And all these things shall be what? Added unto you. Every blessing that you are expecting shall be added unto you. So John the Baptist and Jesus preached about a repentance yes. and living or inheriting the kingdom of God. Because what? Jesus knew that religion has prevented uh, the people from experiencing God. The religious spirit, the religious acts of the people have become a stronghold that prevented people from knowing the truth. From knowing the truth so that they can experience the power of God in their lives. And stronghold means what? Anything that puts you in a bondage, in a captivity. So the religious acts and spirit have become a bondage, have held them into a bondage and a captivity, preventing them from to know the truth. Therefore, the Spirit of God will operate in our life and bring the change. Some of us might be dealing with any of these, as I describe it, that we pay attention to it. Now, Jesus was not a founder of a religion, but Jesus came to establish Christianity. The two different Religion is God's way of trying to reach out to God. And Christianity is God reaching out to us, God loving us, and wanting us to be His. That we will draw closer to Him in a relationship. Hallelujah. The kingdom of God is about being you and not doing. Religious activities, we do. We do. In doing, we get our reward right here. If you are of somebody who is into religious acts, you get your reward right here. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. Religion says, observe certain laws and regulations, and God will like you. Religion says, observe certain rules and regulations, and God will like you. But we experience or inherit the kingdom of God. We are born into a country. We are born into it. That's why Jesus told Nicodemus that one shall be to inherit this um, spiritual lifeline. A kingdom of God. One should be born again. What Christ was telling Nicodemus was to accept the kingdom of God by change. Changing your lifestyle. By adopting the kingdom lifestyle. Being born into it. But religion requires membership. Religion requires membership. You cannot be a member of a, a kingdom. Religion causes people to look holy instead of being holy. Mm. So with a, somebody that is operating in a religious spirit, they are into acting like, mm. they talk like, they are spiritual, they act like, and all the things they do is looking like, but in reality, they are not what they are claiming to be. The Bible is the legal constitutional document 
for the kingdom of God. So therefore, if we experience or we are born again, then that means our lifestyle should be in obedience to the word of God, which is that country, that kingdom of God's legal constitutional document. And in, in it consists of all the qualities, hallelujah, the blessing, the word of God speaks about, uh, you know, the church, the hospital, healing, mm -hmm. social services, God meeting us at the point of our need, uh, a protection and intervention, the police and the army system of the Bible talks about angels and the spirit of God intervening on our behalf or protecting us or going to war on our behalf. And we tax system is sowing and planting seeds and supporting the kingdom of God so that you will, re you will be rewarded of the blessings that come out of the giving principles that God has instituted in the Bible. Now, let's look at the difference between religion and the kingdom of God. Religion serves as a substitute. Mm. And a substitute is sometimes dangerous because what? when the real shows up, we think that is the enemy. Mm -hmm. Religion always serves as a substitute for the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. And when the real, when we run across, when we find the kingdom of God, when you run into a teaching that I'm presenting or this message, you will look at it like, no, this is the enemy. <laughs> Hallelujah. This is why we need to be delivered from a religious spirit. Yes. Religion preoccupies you until the kingdom is found. Religious spirit preoccupies you until the kingdom of God is found. People say all hell broke loose when they became born again into the kingdom of God. Why? Mm -hmm. Why did that happen? Because there is a struggle. We have held on to a belief system. Now we find that we have to dump that belief system. And then so we could receive this new system Talking about the king, inheriting the kingdom of God, as Jesus Christ preached about. Matthew chapter 13, verse 45 to 46. Mm -hmm. Jesus used, uh, uh, what you call it, the, the, uh, the pure. Someone for says, again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto a merchant man seeking goodly pearls. Beautiful thing. Who, when he had found one pearl of great price, went and sold all that he had and bought it. And we go everywhere and we learn our belief system from all over until we find the kingdom of God, which calls about dumping everything that we have learned mm -hmm. that have preoccupied us before yes. we now have found the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. As Christ spoke about. Religion is what man does until they find the kingdom. Mm -hmm. Religion is what man does until they find the kingdom. Religion prepares you to leave the earth. Mm. The kingdom brings heaven down. Mm -hmm. The focus is on heaven. Jesus Christ said what? Seek your first the kingdom of God. He said, repent for the kingdom of God is here. So the kingdom of God is here on earth now. Mm -hmm. Not when you die and go to heaven. 
That is a continuation spiritually into the kingdom. So the kingdom starts right here on earth. You experience and inherit. You are born into the kingdom of God right here on earth. And then the continuation is when you die and go into heaven. Let's look at the Lord's Prayer. As Jesus said, when you pray, pray in this manner. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. What thy kingdom come as it is in heaven. Thy kingdom come here on earth. Let me enjoy the kingdom blessing here on earth mm -hmm. as it is in heaven. Five, religion reaches up to God. Mm -hmm. The kingdom brings God to man. Mm -hmm. The kingdom of God brings God to man. Religion tries every effort to get to God. The word of the Lord says, God first loved us before we loved him. He loved us first and made the effort to reach out to us to bring us to him. And that's the assignment that Jesus Christ came to perform. He loved us in spite of our sins and our mistakes. And he reached out to bring us to him. Religion has caused a lot of distraction and confusion. Because in our way of reaching to God, mm -hmm. we walk up on people and do things contrary to the word of God. Mm -hmm. We think we are doing God a favor. We think we, we are fighting God's battle through religious acts and how we treat people badly. Hallelujah. There is no what? Compassion. No mercy. And we are very judgmental towards each other. Jesus said, do not judge. For the same measure you judge others, that shall be judged also. The same measure you judge others, that shall be judged other, uh, by, by the same measure. Because as you are judging others, you are also going to be judged. You, have, you are not living right, but you have forsaken yours and you are focusing on somebody, judging them. So, uh, many have fallen into temptation even as they also judge others. The same temptation. John chapter 3, 16 says, For God so loved the world yes. that he gave his only begotten son yes. that whosoever believed in him mm -hmm. will not perish but will have what? Inherit eternal life. Religion wants to escape earth. And it preaches that the only way one can enjoy life is in eternity. But Jesus said the kingdom on earth gives lives, life in abundance and continuation in eternity. Religion says you can only enjoy life when you go to heaven. Mm. But the kingdom of God says as preached by Christ, that you enjoy life here on earth in abundantly and life also when you die and go to heaven. John 10, 10 says, The thief cometh but what to kill, steal, and destroy. I, Christ, have come that thou might have life here abundantly and have it in overflow. Religion seeks to take earth to heaven. Religion seeks to take earth to heaven. You only enjoy the kingdom of God when you die and make it to heaven. 
But Christ says, seek ye for the kingdom of God and its rightful way of doing things, and all these shall be added unto you. The kingdom of God is here now. The kingdom of God requires that we go into the world and preach about the kingdom. This was the instruction Jesus gave his disciples the first time they were going to do ministry in the world. So go and announce, tell everybody that the kingdom of God is here now so they should repent. So today our assignment is to let you be aware that the kingdom of God is here and that we should inherit the kingdom of God. Beloved, religion is the worship of a deity through what a set of beliefs expressed through set rituals, customs, and traditions. And that produces a sect, a sectarian people, a group of people who think they are better than others, mm -hmm. passing judgment on others. Mm -hmm. A typical example, Islamic religion calls people that are not part of the Islamic faith as infidels, infidels. Mm -hmm. Infidels is something like an insult, describing people as dogs or something like that, if I'm, if I'm, I'm, I'm right. The sectarian spirit is the source of the religious spirit that causes killing, stealing, and destruction. If you, anybody have had an argument with you describing, oh, there's, you know, a religion brought, you know, wars and all that stuff. This is what caused that. The sectarian spirit that was moving through a religious spirit is the reason for the killing, stealing, and destruction we see. This spirit says, because you are different, I do not like you. The religious spirit also causes the formation of cults. Cults. It preaches what? Competition, despitefulness, all manner of wickedness and deception in churches today. Churches have experienced suicide bondage, Bombings, uh, we have heard it in the news, uh, Caucasian young men going around uh, shooting and killing in uh, certain churches. This is the reason why this is happening. A sectarian spirit. You are not like us, so you have to die. Religion likes to enjoy a spirit of exclusivity. Religion likes to enjoy a spirit of exclusivity. Mm -hmm. And this leads to a, a lifestyle of self-righteousness. A lifestyle of self-righteousness. A religious spirit, which leads to a sectarian spirit, will cause you to always think you are right. Mm -hmm. You are right in every situation, every matter, every circumstance. You are right. And that's the spirit of what? Self-righteousness. The spirit of self-righteousness took over the people of Israel. And this is the reason why they rejected Christ. This is the reason why they rejected the new covenant and the works that Christ came to perform to bring us back to God. They were stuck in the old religion, the Judaism religion. And now, the five books of Moses and the old covenant, the Ten Commandments, 
that was the basis of the old religion, which is Judaism, has now drifted into a Talmud. It's a document called Talmud, T-A-L-M-U-D, if I have the spelling right. And what that is, is commentaries that have been written by rabbis that have passed on from generation to generation from A.D. 70, year A.D. 70, commentaries that have been written by rabbis from generation to generations is held more important and reverent than the books of the Bible that was the basis of Judaism. Today, many rabbi students are trained by the Talmud. Hallelujah. This is what is used to train rabbis today. The spirit of self-righteousness. And Jesus Christ had disciples had an encounter with, with, with uh, some people that were also praying for people in the name of Jesus. And they were angry. Let's look at uh, Luke chapter 9 verse uh, 49 to 56 if it's not too long. Let's see if we could cut across time. Luke chapter 9, verses 49 to 46. John replied, Master, we saw someone driving out demons in your name, and we tried to stop him because he does not follow along with us. But Jesus told him, Do not stop him, for he who is not against you is for me. Yes. Now when the time was approaching for him to be taken up to heaven, yes. he was determined to go to Jerusalem to fulfill his purpose. Amen. He sent messengers on ahead of him, and they went into a Samaritan village to make arrangements for him. Yes. But the people would not welcome him because he was traveling towards Jerusalem. Mm -hmm. When his disciples James and John saw this, they said, Lord, do you want us to command fire mm -hmm. to come down from heaven and destroy them? But he turned and rebuked them, and he said, You do not know what kind of spirit you are. For the Son of Man did not come to destroy men's lives, but to save them. And they journey on to another village. So you do not know what kind of spirit you are. Mm -hmm. Jesus saw that his disciples were operating under a religious spirit. Yes. Religion. But he came to destroy anything that was religious and lead people to salvation. To be born again, to experience and inherit the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God. So Jesus rebuked them and called them in line, letting them know what kind of spirit, what kind of spirit? The born again spirit to inherit and experience the kingdom of God. Apostle Paul went around killing people, killed all Christians everywhere. But God saved him, did not kill him. His eyes were blind, spiritually blinding and blocking the spirit that was moving him to kill and destroy Christians. When he went blind, he was delivered from that spirit. God saved him and used him mightily. God channeled the zeal and the knowledge he had towards the kingdom principle. Now he was used mildly and he wrote two thirds of the Bible. Two thirds of the Bible was written by Apostle Paul, someone who was operating through a religious spirit, killing Christians. Mm. 
God shaped him and used him. Hallelujah. Let us not despise, but let us pray for people to be saved. Amen. If we see anybody that is operating under a religious spirit, acting like they are holy, speaking like they are holy, mm. doing things like and not being, mm. we pray that this spirit will be broken of your life, that you might experience the power of God so that transformation and change will come your way. Mm. 